Morgan. And I'm Daniel. And, and we, we used to date. Hi. Hi. I'm Morgan. And I'm Daniel. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a long time. Sorry. Did you guys forget who we were? I think I forgot who we were for a second. You want me to give you a reminder? Please. Re- please give me a reminder. <laughs> what is this about again? So, basically... <laughs> We are a podcast uh, about relationships and all things around surrounding it, and we are two people who used to date and no longer date, and Hey, that's, that's the name of the podcast. What? Yeah, we're, uh, we're happy to be back. We're hopefully going to start getting on more of a roll here. Um, mm-hmm. No long, we're going to get back into a groove. I know, we just need someone to like whip us into shape. And that person was supposed to be me, so I guess I will. This is your podcast, so therefore I <laughs> take our, no responsibility. It's our podcast. Your idea. <clears throat> anyway, um... That was rude. <laughs> Fine, that way if we ever make it money, all it's all my fault. money. <laughs> it was all your fault. I didn't, I didn't not edit the episode for a month. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. To be uh, fair, I was in South America, which was Yeah, eh, we'll let it go. It's fine. I was doing my own thing. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't listen to last last year's episode, whatever it was, <laughs> if you didn't listen to the to the last episode, um, we recorded it while I was in South America, and we go over. We go over the history of like dating and love and, and, and like relationships and how and marriage and how dating and marriage was viewed. It was really cool. And you need to listen yeah. to it because Morgan's kind of picking up from where we left off. Yeah, so, so if you're going to listen to this one and you haven't listened to the last one, stop and listen to the last one. Or you can just keep listening to this one and just not care about the history before I start talking. Yeah, before that... Whatever floats your boat. Before last episode, we just talked about ourselves. You're more than welcome to skip those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we did try to put out a really cute, uh, cool Valentine's Day one, so we should listen to that one. Oh, that, yeah, that, one, that one is cute, that one is cute, yeah, yeah. So, you've, you've remodeled your house. I remodeled my house. I went to... Um, we're in the Vegas. process of remodeling. Huh? Oh, no, sorry. Continue. So in the process of remodeling, our whole kitchen torn apart, access to nothing, our microwaves just sitting on the floor. <laughs> we have no countertops. Half of our kitchen's in, kitchen is in our guest room. <laughs> wow. I mean, who wouldn't love their yeah. kitchen to be in their guest room, though? And a one project after another. The life of a homeowner. It's pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. To pick out things, I've never been able to do this. Well, I kind of... I mean, like I kind of got that. Yeah. How awesome is that to pick out cabinets? Like, I got to pick the color of our cabinets. Our cabinets are green. Honestly... Like a really pretty green. Honestly, that must be fucking cool. Just be like, I want my fucking cabinets to be green. Yeah, it's what? amazing. It's and my then, fucking house, so I can do whatever I want to it. And then some guy comes to your house with just all these different samples of granite and quartz countertops, and you just get to pick one out of like a whatever you a want briefcase. You just yeah. get to pick one. Before it's like before it's like you you know you go to your this apartment and it you have to have these ugly green speckled countertops, and it's like okay, you well, laminate countertops that yeah. you're forced to just be okay with. Yeah, and I guess and you're like okay, well, I guess that's I have to consider that. But when you own that fucking house, you're like, guess what? I can tear this shit out if I want to. Yeah, I can tear I'm this like, whole house that. down if I want to. <laughs> I was like, I hate that backsplash. We're replacing yeah. it. <laughs> Guess what? I'm gonna burn this house down. I can do it because it's my house. <laughs> I, I mean, I will have nowhere to live, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. I took it too far. Yeah. Sorry. Blacked yeah, out for a second. Honestly, <laughs> it's so much fun. Ugh. It's so much work. Joey's honestly doing a majority of the work, and I'm just over here like, oh, let me exchange these spice bottles into new spice bottles. <laughs> hey, don't tell, don't say that. You're making that place a home. So what's up with you? What's new? 
Mm. Single as a Pringle. You said you had a lot to tell me. Well, I mean, it's not like a lot. Well, I so I was like, I was kind of doing like a, like a, like a nothing serious thing with this girl. Mm-hmm. But she ended up like, I'll, I'll make it brief, but basically I met this girl through a mutual friend and we kind of, kind of hit it off, had a good, had a good thing. Like when we first met and then we hung out again and then we decided like, you know, she, she's just going through a divorce, like literally just like, just had separated from her husband a few, like a few months ago, like six months ago and hasn't even filed. And so I was like, ah, I've been there. I don't really want to get mixed up with Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, didn't she already do that? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm not really ready for a relationship right now anyway. So I was like, well, we could always, like, do the, do a fun thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we started that. But, like, pretty quickly, the boundaries started getting blurred. You know, like, she spent the night. And then we were, like, sharing really vulnerable things, which is not, like, it's not, like, bad, but it just, the trajectory of it was not, like, a nothing serious kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then she'd do things, like, she'd get drunk and then text me, like, is it weird that I miss you or something? Speaking of drunk test texting. What? Did you I drunk texted text me. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? It was so wholesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say again? It says, Organ. I'm going to call you Organ, because you're important. But I'm drunk. But I wanted to say hi, and you rock. <laughs> you're like, I think you're awesome. <laughs> uh, well, it's true. It's it was true. really sweet. I woke up, <laughs> and I read it to him. I read it out loud. And Joey's like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's me I'm for you. I'm important like an organ. <laughs> you are. Not like a gallbladder or a... Or part of a your spleen. liver. Or a kidney. One of your kidneys. You're like... You're like the skin. Oh, the skin. <laughs> yeah. You hold it all together. Wow. That's, a really, that's really flattering. Thank you. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, that makes me awesome. feel good. Yeah. I'm glad I'm important enough to drunk text. Of course. Of course you are. I'm good to get into it. I'm excited. I did my homework. I have like seven pages of homework. Really? Well, two of, like, one and a half pages are of... Did you ever do that? Did you ever do this much homework in in school? Probably. I wrote a 60-page report on baking. Oh, my God. Okay. I want to read this (laughs) dissertation someday. (laughs) It is lost in a computer that is broken. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Somewhere at my parents. I want to read. I want to revive it. I want to read this and publish it in a magazine. Please don't. Um, okay. Okay. So, it's my turn. Teach me. Teach me, oh wise sage. Okay. So, last episode, you kind of went into when they started doing, like, speed dating and stuff like that. Um, I am going to kind of, like, backtrack a little bit and go kind of back and then forth and maybe a little back again. I'm going to try to keep it on a straight timeline. But I am going to, like, backtrack a bit. Um, so, keep up. Good. So, keep up, buddies. So, I'm really excited. Take notes. So, I'm kind of going to kind of go back, and I'm going to start off on um, kind of talking about hookup culture a little bit and how that began and how that kind of contributes to the modern day um, because a lot of it ties in together. What's that, Morgan? I've never done that in my life. Never hooked up with anyone? No, I've wow. never. I've, I'm a virgin. Yeah, I believe you. 
Hold on, I'm trying to minimize things. There we go. Okay. All right. So our final hookup is hooking up is uh, in case anyone out there doesn't know or wants to know. Um, it is defined in, in this context, it is defined as uncommitted sexual encounters between individuals who are not romantic partners or dating each other. Um, that Nailed is it. the definition of hookup that I am going to be using according for to what urban dictionary episode. No, just according <laughs> to this article I was doing research on. Oh, uh, I see. You know what's funny? My friend was like, Oh, yeah, I hooked up with this guy. And, and we were like, oh yeah, like, what did y'all do? And he was like, yeah, well, we just made, we made out. And we're like, yeah. He's like, and that's it. We're like, wait, okay. that's not hooking up. There's different, you know, forms of hooking up. I think especially as you age, it really just like differs. But that's in this true. context, I am going to refer to hooking up as sexual intercourse in, in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexual, like... And that could be like oral, whatever, any sexual act. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Not making out. Come on. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more than that. Andre, if you're listening, come on. <laughs> Don't shame him. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so we're going to backtrack a little bit and kind of talk about when hookup culture kind of started. So hookups became more frequent starting in the 1820s, or sorry, the 1920s. Wow, it's um, like the 1820s, yeah, good for them. <laughs> back the, on, in, in back the, on the prairie. In the 1920s. Um, but this all kind of started going with like the, you know, the whole boom of automobiles, entertainment, yeah, like movie theaters and stuff like that. Places like 1920s. where you could be more independent. Yeah, that 1920s, like, flapper mentality kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of, like, when things started, like, instead of courting at home under, like, parents' watchful eye and stuff like that, um, like, young adults were leaving the house and were able to, ex like, explore more about their sexuality with other people because they weren't being, like, constantly watched and they had more places to go and places like cars, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. First time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, by like the 1960s, young adults, young people, um, more like sexually liberated, as you were kind of talking about in the last episode, with the rise of feminism, the availability mm -hmm. of birth control, um, the gr like the the growth of um, like college party events that were like. Um, um, what's that word when there's both genders? Co-ed? Co-ed, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, co-ed colleges and co-ed parties and stuff like that. Um, so that's where they, you know, it really started to blossom, especially, you know, the whole birth control thing. The flower of could... the youth blossoms. Yes. The flower um, of sexuality. <laughs> so, um, what? so that kind of contributes to, I'm trying to be, do my research here. <laughs> uh, well, I have to add my commentary. <laughs> so, um, today, like, um, it's become even more common and more typical and a lot easier due to, can you guess? Online dating. Yeah. Yay, my Woo! favorite. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Um. So, you know, and then you also have a lot more media. So the media has become a source of sex education. Um, yeah. So you you know you've got it's become a lot of plots of shows in a lot of plots of movies, books. You've got smut books. You've got you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> like you just see a lot of more sex-filled shows and movies and more entertainment these days than ever before because I think it's just less frowned upon. Yeah. You know, and people kind of expect it now. 
Well, I mean, it's life. It's real life. I think, I don't know, I think kind of what people, what movies started portraying is like, no, this is kind of like, this happens, you know, sex happens. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. probably not as much as you they would have you believe in, like, friends or something, but... Yeah. I mean, you even have, you have movies, like, specifically dedicated to hookup culture, like, the No Strings Attached, like, you know, movies like that. That's and, true, that's know. true. I remember how ground... I remember, like, what? There's... Mo- you're making movies about that? You could make... You could do that? Yeah. When that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, you know, and there was another one that was kind of like that. Uh, friends with Benefits or something like that. Yeah. Um, one of them had Mila Kunis in it, and she's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't remember which one is which. One has um, Justin Timberlake in it, I think. Oh. I don't remember which one is which. Someone do their um, research. Tell us what you like. Tell us which one you mm. like. If you've seen them, which one is better? Which one is which and which one's better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully you can spark a lively debate. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, when it comes to real life, most of today's like young adults report some form of casual sexual experience. Um, most? So really? Most, yeah, so most recent data suggests that between 60 to 80% of... Well, I'm talking about North America, um, not like worldwide. Yeah, so between 60 to 80% of North American college students has uh, so, like reported some sort of like hookup experience. Um, and that's like really common because like I think they're kind of just starting to like come into their own and kind of figure out what they want and... And stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, it also says that seventy percent of sexually active young adults reported to have uncommitted sex within the last year. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's how how old is that statistic? Was that a pandemic statistic? No, this is pre-pandemic. <clears throat> it's it was oh. hard to find things on the past couple years because I think. Uh, like all of my research kind of ended in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared about how often people were having sex during the pandemic. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's other problems to solve. <laughs> <laughs> Not important ones, apparently. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the statistics on hooking up and that you know hookup culture and where that came from. The statistics on um, hooking up. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of go in and then now I'm going to backtrack again to kind of start on where um, we got online dating and dating apps and stuff and how that kind of started. Let's go back. How the idea started. Let's go back. So the idea of using the, you know, using a computer to set people up actually started in 1959. No, it didn't. So, Happy Families Planning Services um, launches, and that was a class project at Stanford that used a questionnaire and an IBM 650 to match 49 men and 49 women. Wow, that is so cool. Have, do you know how yeah. big those computers are? <laughs> yeah, just so you can match up some people. <laughs> yeah. Like, those are, like, those computers fit in, like, a whole, like, room. Like, those things were massive. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, that was kind of, like, when the idea first kind of started. Um, And then in 1965, you have the New York Review of Books personal columns makes a comeback where people start writing in, um, you know, in the 60s and 70s, um, writing personal columns trying to reach out and find people. Um, oh, so it's not yeah. next, it's not like computers, but it's like a form of like Mass. putting yourself out there and then trying to get a response if you like not in person. Yeah, that makes total sense. Wow. You know. Have you did you read any of the any of like the personals, like the old timey personals? I didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. I want to. Well, there's one. Oh, I you have an example here. So an example of an ad would be astrologer, 27, psychology student, 
desires to establish non-superficial friendship with sensitive, choicelessly aware persons who are non-self-oriented deep and wish to unearth real person personess relationships. Wow. That would be an example of an ad. Good God. Here, I got, I got a fun... I, I found one. Can I read one real quick? Sure. Wait. Oh, no. This is from 1984. Never mind. I don't want that one. I don't want a 1984 one. Why? I want one from, like... 1970? Like, well, yeah. Uh, I'll do the 84 one. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Forever single. Fooey says this very attractive, slim, successful male. Professional 30 who is more sensitive than Mother Teresa, more lovable than E.T., wiser than Yoda, and more modest than a presidential candidate. Seeking a pretty, slim, warm female who yearns for a serious relationship that is more fun than human beings should be allowed to have. Wow. That's a tall order. That's... What a what a marketer. A tall order. That is a tall order. He used a lot of pop, pop culture in there. <laughs> he really did. He was, he was trying to... He was going for maximum swipes, that's for sure. <laughs> Maximum ripping out the article in a page. <laughs> yeah, maximum <laughs> mac- maximum circles with circles. A, yeah, with a pencil. <laughs> uh, okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> um, so in nineteen seventy six, Great Expectations is founded, which is the first video dating service. Um the when service was this? achieves what year was some this? 1976. Oh my god, that's way earlier than I was expecting. Yeah, and um, there are other video dating sites like Teledate and IntroVision, but it's pretty impossible to find anything about them online. Um, the, the most like known one is going to be the Great Expectations, and that's okay. that's where you started seeing people instead of you know reading about them. I have those. I have those about this program. You have great, what? Great, great expectations about this program. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've apparently launched something, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you all, you guys, like, everyone knows, like, the idea, like, the, you can see it in your head, like, the videos of the 70s oh. girls, 70s guys being like, I'm so-and-so, blah, 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 and I'm looking for my perfect match, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you just yeah. watch through all the videos. <laughs> yeah, but do they send you, like, a box of, like, a crate of VHSs or something? Uh, they probably, like, just send you the ones that you think would be a good match. But that's still, that's gotta be, like... Or you go in somewhere. VHSs yeah. are that big. <laughs> Maybe you go into a place that they all, and you go into a room and watch them. Like a store, like a like a oh wow. But I'm not maybe really they sure. maybe they like film them at the store. Ew, that's weird. Now yeah, I'm curious. I don't know, man. Okay, well, maybe we great, can get into that later. Great expectations. Mm-hmm. Raising our expectations since 1976. So, are you ready for the internet to come into fruition? Am I ever? So, access to computers and the internet spiked in the 1980s and 90s, leading more people to online. Um, In 1994, the world's first online dating website was launched, um, and it was called Kiss.com. Kiss.com. Which would turn into (gasps) Match.com, which launched in 1995. They're the same thing? Mm-hmm. Kiss. Wow. So when I clicked on kiss.com, it, directly, it directs you to match.com. How interesting. So um, everyone rejoiced when they can now meet and flirt and talk to people and see people without having to leave their houses or, you know, change out of their pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and because of match.com, the first spike of interracial match- marriages occurred shortly after. Really? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So. 
What a cool, um, I mean, I'm sure that was such an unintended consequence. Yeah, and it's just because more people can meet, you know, yeah. and, like, easier access to, like, different groups of people that you wouldn't normally, yeah. you know, probably associate around or something like that, like. Yeah. It's not a consequence so. here, I call it a consequence. It's an, um, it's a great perk. thing. It's an, it's an effect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that was really, really cool to read. That is really, really cool. Match.com. Making waves since 1994. It didn't officially launch until 1995, but yeah. 1995. This year I was born. You and Match.com's fate are intertwined. We're aligned. Yeah. I mean, well, just is, like them, I'm it, not that important right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Mesh.com is a vital part of our economy. So, going on for Mesh.com. So, from there, um, you got more focused sites or sites that are more focused um, based off of like religion and sexuality, and that started launching. So, you've got um, Yid.com, which launches the first Jewish dating service. Uh, and the first dating site in South Africa. Really? Um, yeah, so Yid.com. What, huh? what year did you say this is? 1995. This is so soon. This is so early. Yeah. Um, so Yid.com stands for Your Ideal Date. Um, I did go on their website, and it is looked like it has not been touched since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it is very out of touch, and I have no idea if people are still using this or if the people on there are just from like 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking now. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm signing up right now. No, it's for, for the Jewish community. I'm sure part of me is Jewish. Don't be insensitive. <laughs> okay. I'm um, and then, from there, in 1997, you have J-Date launches, which is another dating service targeted towards Jewish singles. Um, it's still, like, very... It looks like it seems to be very active and um, claims to be the highest matching rate out of all of the Jewish dating sites. And it's probably because it is so old. <laughs> really? Now, J-Date will come back. Um, I'll be talking about it again later because um, it kind of ties into something else later. So remember J-Date. Yeah, it looks like a very up-to-date uh, website. Yeah, so... Who knows it's doing well for itself. Okay. Um, now, I will be talking about this next one. And please try to contain your laughter. Oh, I can't wait. So, in 1999, a website uh, called Gaydar launches. <laughs> what did I, I just say? <laughs> I couldn't contain it. <laughs> um... This website was once the world's most popular gay online dating site, and it grew into a portfolio of websites and oh. even an award-winning radio station, and I will talk about what it is now. Well, now, well, at least one spelling of it is a porn site, that's for sure. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought, too. <laughs> But I looked more into it, and it's oh. now connected to a site called Men Nation, and it has more of a saucy feel to it that oh. looks kind of like an out-of-date grinder, and has also joined together with a lesbian site called ta uh, called uh, lesbianpersonals.com, which has kind of like the same feel, like an out very out-of-date hookup website. Wow, you know? how interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you're right, it's not even, like, ex like uh, it's not explicit at all. No, it's uh, just, like, the first thing you see are just, like, guys making out, which 
and like some other stuff and you just assume like oh this is a porn site because that's immediately my first reaction but you kind of go into it and it is technically like it is like a dating site you sign up for it but it it kind of more uh goes into like um hooking up and stuff it looks like it's more aimed towards that yeah wow how interesting I should tell my friends um, about that. But that kind of really, like, helped a lot of, um, started to really help, like, the gay community reach out to people because they were able to be a little more anonymous in their life and just reach out to people online. Yeah. You know? Totally. How freeing that must, must that have felt? Yeah, to be able to just, like, go online and not have to, like, you know, risk coming out to someone not knowing if they're gay or not. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to make a move when you know everyone on this site, you know. Yeah, it's gay. It's yeah, there's gay. yeah, there's no risk of having to, you know, of having that embarrassing. I mean, I've never had to do it, but I'm I mean, sure, it must be embarrassing. Back then, it was a, it was a lot more risk in coming out. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It wasn't nearly. By the as way, accepted. Happy Pride Month! Oh my God! Yeah, of course. Okay, we have to go more into that and and uh, maybe we'll do a uh, we'll do a coffee date on it. Yeah, but let's mention it more in the outro. Can we mention it more in the outro? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. So in 2000, in the year 2000, like in the 2000s, early 2000s, you have like a social media boom. Um, That's, you know, when you start to get all the social media starting. Um, So things are going to start happening very quickly. Like every year there's something else. Yeah. Um, Is that, hold on, is that Marvin's toy? Is that a toy? Who's that? Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you want me to see if he can stop? No, I mean, uh, no, I just was like, wait, is that a bird? Yeah, it's a squeaky toy. I'll text Joey and see if he can stop. Or, Babe, can you get the Marvin to stop squeaking? We can hear it on the podcast. Tell him I'm sorry and I love him and he can play after. <laughs> <laughs> that the, final, the one yeah. Giant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so in the year 2000, eHarmony launches, and that's a dating service specifically aimed towards long-term relationships. And everyone knows eHarmony. You've seen the commercials. Yeah. You've heard about it. Yeah. I think like my aunt and uncle met on there. <laughs> really? That's cool. Yeah, it was their flower girl at their wedding because they met on eHarmony. That's cute. Yeah. Um, and then 20, or 20, no, 2001, <laughs> you got Christian Mingle, which, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a dating service for Christian singles. Yep. Um, My mom would love for me to be on that. I could see that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 2002 Friendster launches, um, which, you know, a friendship dating an early, you know, social networking website all rolled into one and which turned into Facebook in 2005. Um, wait a second. So Friendster didn't come from Facebook. I mean, Facebook didn't come from Well, Friendster. sorry. In 2005, uh, Facebook copies and expands the idea of oh, Friendster. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to say Friendster turned into Facebook. I meant Facebook took Friendster's ideas and kind of turned them, you know, into sorry, okay. what Facebook is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, Friendster turned into Facebook? No. <laughs> um, but... And then in 2002, I kind of want to do a whole episode on this, and um, is when, so 2002 is when Ashley Madison launched, which <gasps> I don't know if anyone knows, but it's the networking service for affairs Taboo. and ext- extramarital relationships. And I kind of want to go into, like, people, like, celebrities and stuff that have been caught on Ashley Madison. How taboo. Um, I remember so. Well, I remember yeah. that got, didn't that have a, that felt like that had a resurgence, like, when I was in high school or something, or college, because I yeah, was Yeah, because like, people, because it got <sighs> um, leaked, a lot of stuff got leaked on who was on it. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. That's right. Um, 2003, Plenty of Fish launches, 2004, OKCupid okay, launches, and then 2006, 
Seeking Arrangement launches, which is a sugar daddy, sugar baby site. Ew. No, I it's mean, not you. Get that. I know. I'm sorry. It's not you. It just you take those thoughts that were buried into your brain um, a long time ago and let them go because I know there's nothing were. wrong with it if they're two consulting adults. So, 2009, Grinder launches, which focuses on the gay, bi, and trans community. Um, so, when Grinder was introduced, it's it again to that like. Um, sexual revolution like within the gay community um, because finding a sexual partner was no longer like you know resource to like a shady backroom deal it was more open you know um, more and it's more accessible than than gaydar was because it can be on your phone is actually one of the, f it was like the first dating app. Um, so it appears in the app store just six months after the launch of the iPhone 3. Um, it was the first gay dating app. Uh, it actually came before Tinder. So it was actually like the first main dating app. And um, the first dating app to use geolocation technology. Hmm. So the first dating app that you can like kind of see how close or how far someone is from you. Yeah, that's vital. And I also just have a quick statistic here saying that 70% of same-sex relationships start online. How, how many? 70%. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. And this just to show how, like, it's such a vital place, like, safe haven, you know, for for the community to be to be able to be free and express themselves and talk to people who are like-minded and you know yeah not having to like i don't know roll the dice i guess i don't know <laughs> so, um in 2012 tinder launches so Everyone's basically favorite. from the launch of tinder whatever was left of being taboo about internet relationships and courtship quickly fell away um because now is pretty much like the most popular way to talk to people <laughs> mm -hmm. um 20 year olds you know just start swiping starting 2012 and they just haven't stopped <laughs> <laughs> um so just like how grinder opened up the floodgates for the gay community tinder did the same thing for single millennials um, since its release, the app has um, over 50 million users in more than 190 uh, countries. And mind you, this is statistics that ended in 2020. So I don't know what, you know, it's definitely gone up since then. <laughs> oh, God, probably. I feel um, like everyone joined. And then um, in 2012, you got Hinge. Um, launches, hey. which is an app that is quote unquote designed to be deleted, which is where I've met like majority of my boyfriends, including <laughs> you. Yeah, I thought we met on Bumble. No, I'm pretty sure it's Hinge. Yeah, it's probably. I'm pretty sure. So, anyways, Hinge, Hinge is responsible <laughs> for my last three relationships. <laughs> Where would you be Including without them? Including the one I'm in now. <laughs> so, in 2014, um, remember, back to when I said, remember J-Date? So, J-Swipe launches, which is J-Date, but basically the app for Jewish millennials. Really? And is so, J-Swipe was launched. Oh, yeah, it is so popular. It is like the most popular dating app uh, for, you know, the Jewish community. Interesting. So I have heard. So it's the same company. Mm-hmm. So wow. JDA owns JSwipe. Interesting. Oh, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of either of those. It's probably because you're not Jewish. Probably, but like... You'd think I would. You would have heard. I mean, you hear a thing. You hear about like farmersonly.com or whatever. You know. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's like it's because you see the commercials for that, and it's Why like don't a I joke. see commercials for J Date? <laughs> Probably because it's the Jewish community is very particular on dating and in, in depending on like how you know into the religion their family is, and they're very serious about it. Right. Um. So then, two thousand fourteen. In December of 2014, Bumble launches, which is a location-based app that permits only women to start the chat with their matches. So the women start first. Haha. <laughs> which I have been on, and sometimes it's just a lot. I'd rather it kind of be equal opportunity. <laughs> Except it's never equal. In my experience... Oh, no! In my experience, on those ones... The the man is expected to start the conversation still. Oh no, you get everything else in life and all you have to do is start a conversation. Boo-hoo. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> you say you want equal opportunity, and I say even yeah. if you had it, it's not it's not gonna be. As I'm saying, I want the opportunity for either of us to go. I'm not gonna say I'm always gonna be the first one to do it or I'm gonna do it half the time. I'm saying <laughs> I want the opportunity. I wanna be able to do it, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, exactly. I want I want to not have to do it, but I also want the ability to do it. I see, I see. Well, I want to not have to do it, too, so there. Well, that's fine, too. You don't have to respond to everybody. <laughs> I'll just get no responses if I don't do that. Oh, well. It is what it is. I guess so. Just spend half your time on Bumble and half your time on another app, and then it'll be 50-50. I'm going to choose no time on either of those apps that this works year. That works. Um, Ever, probably, hopefully. <laughs> so, I have some more statistics and stuff. Um... So it says that millennials spend an average of 10 hours a week on dating apps. Um, and the number of people using dating technology has more than tripled since 2013. Wow. Um, online dating me. is the number one way for couples to meet in modern time. Um, studies claim that meeting your significant other online leads to more satisfying relationships, shorter engagements, and lower divorce rates. I think it's because you can be a little more picky. And you can kind of like, you know, really hone in on what you want. Yeah, but, man, but see, I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't work for me like that. Like, it's just not that easy for me. You're not better than everyone else because you're not using a dating app. I'm not saying I'm better than everyone else. (laughs) No, stop cheating me like I'm ignorant. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm just sorry. saying for me it doesn't work like that and the casually meeting people at church has I feel attacked <laughs> you should because I feel like there's really no right or wrong like you can't say one way works and one way doesn't I feel like both I ways say that have for me. the possibility I can say that for me all right, everybody, I'm putting in my bets that he's going to get onto a dating app and meet his future person, and he's no, going to eat no. his words. I'm, I'm staying off just because you said that. <laughs> I'm putting be five whole dollars on it. I'd rather be single than lose this bet, even if it's five dollars. You'd, <laughs> you'd rather be single than lose five dollars. Yeah. We'll come back to this in a couple it's years. It's not because I'm broke. <laughs> Um, anyways, so basically, these days, no matter what your thing is, there's a dating app for it. Like, literally, no matter what your thing is. Like, BDSM, if you're into certain hobbies, if you're into, like, certain types of, you know, sex or something, like, there is an app for it. There is a niche website, niche app, as something. No matter what you're into... You can find other people that are into it via the internet. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. More power to you. Which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
It also can be really scary. Also be very careful and very self-aware and self-conscious, or not self-conscious, but be very aware and conscious of who you are talking to, what you information you are giving out, and um, trust your gut. If you're feeling weird about something um, or someone, just proceed with high amounts of caution. <laughs> yes. And if you're on And you don't websites, have to say yes to everyone who asks you out on it, yeah. online. And don't send dick pics. Unsolicited oh dick pics, please. I've never gone to, like, an anonymous dick pic and been like, oh, that's nice. I've always been like, yeah, please don't do it. <laughs> it's borderline assault. It's borderline, like, sexual assault in my mind. Like, Yeah, you're forcing, you know. Yeah, if you flashed yourself to some chick in a club, like, you'd get arrested. Same thing. So don't do it in a, don't do it in a dating app. You know, so from nineteen, from about nineteen ninety five to two thousand seventeen, that's when this whole thing was done. Um, the way people met online went from two percent to over forty percent. That's so many people. That's so many relationships from. That's, that's how that's how many percentage job. that's the percentage of relationships started that way from went from 2% to for, over 40%. And that's over the span of how many years? From 1995 to 2017. So 20 little over 20 years. And, and this is this is only heterosexual couples unfortunately I wasn't able to get a chart with like all types of relationships. Well, if it were if it were homosexual couples it would have been like it would have been like sixty percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said and it was like seventy percent of homosexual couples, right? Or heterose I mean, uh, LGBTQ couples, or is it gay mm-hmm. couples? It just says gay couples or same sex, same sex. Gotcha. Okay. Relationships. Interesting. Um and, um, the way people met previously like through family and um like meeting in church or um meeting like in you know elementary school and stuff like that completely plummeted from around 20 to 30 percent depending on which one you're talking about all the way down to under five percent wow Mhm. i mean how could that be like is it just easier to be online? Because people say, like, it's harder than ever mm-hmm. to meet people, but is it just because everyone's just online now? Well, I mean, I think people are more talking about that because, you know, working from home, you're not meeting people through work, people aren't, you know, going to yeah, social was... events like they were. Um, but that was before the pandemic. So. This is all before the pandemic, right? Yeah. Hmm. I think I also think people were getting in relationships that people were setting them up with just because they didn't really have any other options. That's sad. Or like not any options. Now they're, like I think being online opens up your options a lot more. It does. It does. So, um, the most popular dating apps in the United States. Um, so this is dating apps by share of paying US dating app customers use them in 2020. So this is from 2020. Um, and this is the percentage of people who like pay for the apps. Oh, that pay for the apps. Have you ever paid for an app? No. I have. <laughs> you have? Yeah, it's just easier. It's easier to like like they it, they make it so that you get far more matches when you pay for it than when you don't. So the number one app is Tinder. At, really? It's um, still number one, huh? Mm-hmm. And this is from 2020. Um, second is Bumble. Uh, third is Match.com. Really? Fourth is eHarmony. Fifth is OkCupid. Sixth is Plenty of Fish. Seventh is Hinge. And eighth Hinge, is Grinder. Hinge is seventh? 
Yeah. So the funny thing is out here, I, a lot of people haven't heard of Hinge. Like a lot of people I talk to haven't heard of Hinge. Really? I don't think it's as popular as we think it is. I guess not. I mean, I met, I've met, I'm still friends with, with someone I met on Hinge and you obviously. Yeah, me. So <laughs> two people. I felt like Hinge was quality back in the day. You know, I find when more people, when like more people haven't heard of it, like, it seems like there are more like, it's going to sound bad, but quality people are like, yeah, like serious people on there, you know? Yeah, because, uh, you know, Tinder's come to be more of like, you no, know, their reputation as a hookup app. Yeah, the riffraff. Um, and I feel like, you know, Hinge is more of a relationship based app or, and then Bumble's like an in-between. That's how I feel about them. That's no, that's an accurate ranking. Yeah, if I if I remember when I was on like all three at a time, I'd like I'd start with Hinge, and then if I mm-hmm. didn't find anything there, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll try Bumble. And then I was like, oh god, I'm gonna gonna have to go all the way down Resort to Tinder to tonight. Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. So um, no, no, actually, no, I've there 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 have I've had some really good matches from Tinder too, actually. I I did Tinder a few times um, when I lived in the uh, you know Fullerton yeah the college town mm-hmm. just to kind of see that was kind of fun and that was when I wasn't looking for anything serious and I just felt like you know I was walking distance from bars and I was like wouldn't it be cool if I just like met someone at a like hung out with someone at a bar for tonight <laughs> that sounds fun I would do it um, maybe I don't know fick. I don't know if I have the energy for you that would. anymore. Oh, yeah, no. Now I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like 9.30. I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, and then that's kind of modern dating now is mainly focused on online dating. And, you know, hookup culture isn't such a bad thing. And the it's just where we're at, you know. And, yeah. 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 Well, I I mean I'm call me an old soul, but I still really would love to meet someone like organically. The old fashioned way. I know, I know. Call me an old soul. I don't know why. It just feels like when people when you go to a dating app with the intention of being romantic, like skipping skipping like a friend phase. I feel like more often than not it's it's just going to be it's just not gonna work. Like unless unless you somehow like and like become friends first. I don't know. For me, it's just it just felt weird. So for you, you have to be friends first. Well, I mean, if you and I had had been friends first, I think you we would have figured out like oh maybe maybe we wouldn't work as a couple. You know. Mm-hmm. Instead of the relationship first and the friends after. We would have just been friends. Yeah. Gotcha. But I think the dating is what kind of, like, um... Like, we've talked about this before. Like, the dating kind of solidified our friendship. Because I feel like if we were friends, we would have fallen out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See, see, we would have had to have... We would have had to have met through, like, a common thing that we did, like, On the regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where we were seeing each other a lot, and that's just that kind of thing is very rare, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and if I'm honest, like I'm like I don't I don't see any opportunity for that to really happen right now. I mean, obviously, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to do. But it just seems like um, something that's not uh, not very accessible for me right now. But whatever, I'm fine. I'm having fun being single right now, anyway. So that's good. We'll have to um, we'll have to talk about uh, we'll have to talk about uh, some some LGBTQ topics soon. Yeah, because we have Pride invite month. a guest over. Yeah, yeah, because it's Pride Month. Yeah, let's talk about Pride Month. Oh my God, Happy Pride Month, everyone! Happy Pride Month. I'm I think. Be... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
as I say, um, I've I have slightly mixed feelings about Pride Month. I'm totally for like supporting and everything. It's the the corporations who all of a sudden oh God, support gay rights yeah. for you know thirty days and yeah, then go back exactly. to donating bills to against gay marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have a problem with. That I know that part is so ridiculous. They're gay baiting. That's marketing. They're trying to sell. They're trying to profit off of rainbows. Yeah. Get all they can for one month and then go back. Cause it, and then it immediately turns into, oh, 4th of July, America. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then in July, yeah. In July, it's going to be like, red, white, blue. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally, I walked into to work on June 1st and I said, happy national. Every company turns their logo Rainbow Day. Yep. Because <laughs> it's true. Don't get me wrong, rainbows are beautiful, but they can't exploit them. Yeah, that's that's what I have a problem with. There are a lot of companies, though, that do donate their profits to, like, you know, to support the community. And I think if you're going to purchase anything for Pride Month, make sure you do your research on what companies you're purchasing through. I hope I, um, I, hope I purchased responsibly last year. I, had, I bought some... Um some pride converse some um, converse converse is a good company to buy from yeah that's what i figured that's what i figured um and they're so cool i love them they got rainbow laces and rainbow bottoms oh so cool yeah they're cool Um, i am a sucker for the merch but i just think you gotta make sure you do it responsibly yeah you're right you're right um so if any if any of you listening are um belong to the LGBTQIA plus community. You are loved and accepted by us and mm-hmm. you never have Always to worry welcome. about yeah, you never have to worry about hiding who you are or whatever. You know, this is for everyone. And we love you. Yeah, and thank you for being who you are. Thank you. You make the and world a better I'm so place happy by being that who we you get are. to celebrate you. Yes. Absolutely. And we're going to celebrate you in the best way that we can. Support. And I know that society right now is really tense. There's a lot of laws and things in in trouble. And just know that there are just about as many people who are standing behind you as there are speaking out against you. Probably more standing behind you than speaking out against yeah. you it's just hard because the ones speaking out are pretty the loud and it's really yeah. frustrating but we can be louder so well good episode thank you good episode morgan doctor of dating history thanks i really had fun looking this up yeah i had fun too i like the research ones um i'm excited to figure out what we want to do for the next episode yeah, and um, if you have suggestions, where do they contact us? WUTDpodcast at gmail.com. WUTD. In case in case it's not perfectly obvious, that's the name of our podcast. What we used to date. WUTDpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Send in stories. Send in reviews. Send in whatever you want to send in. Pictures of your dog wearing a rainbow. I don't really care. I can't reiterate enough, though. Do not send us an unsolicited dick pic. Oh, we do yeah. Not if you do that, that. Um, I'm not opening it. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to shut down the email. <laughs> do not do it, please. Oh, hey, Morgan. We have an Instagram, too, don't we? Does it even have anything on it? Uh, it has, like, two pictures on it, and that's wtdpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Just take that WUTD podcast and put it in whichever Twitter, Instagram, whatever Gmail you want, and we're there. <laughs> put it in whatever internet hole you want. Yep. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> we're going to have to pay... What is that? Glade? We're going to have to pay them right yeah. now. <laughs> well, if they su- support the... The LBGTQIA plus community, I'll yeah. willingly pay to use their slogan. Okay, for but one not episode. that much because I'm broke. 
Okay, yeah, same. Okay. If it's like 50 bucks together, I'll do it. 25 each. We can yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Please don't charge us. <laughs> Free promo. <laughs> Please don't do that, though. <laughs> if you can help us. Please. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to We Used to Date, featuring our creator, Morgan, and her ex, Daniel. We plan on putting out a lot more of these, and we'd love your feedback. You can email us at wutdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, 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 uh,